Hello and welcome to the Mumshon podcast with me, Helen Gatt. This is a podcast that aims to raise awareness for health and fitness for birthing people by creating space for discussion, expression, connection and education. Okay, so welcome to another episode of the Mumstrong podcast. So we've been away for a little while. Um, it's been a couple of months since our last episode, but it's really, really nice to be back, be talking. And on this episode, I've got a guest with me again, so you don't have to sit and listen to me ramble on for an hour. Um, hopefully it's still interesting with just me, but this week joining me, I have Sana Brand bominar um, <laughs> Thanks, Sana. Um, Sana and I met recently on the Female Athlete Level 1 course, which is a course delivered by Anthony Lowe, who's a physio detective. Um, and it's for fitness professionals and physiotherapists and people working with women in the fitness and exercise um, arena and in that space. And it was a wonderful couple of weekends that we spent working out how we can really help to um help the women that we do help even more and get better at what we do at our jobs. Um, and it was really interesting meeting Sana because as well as just being just an, an awesome woman, I found that we were kind of like very similar in who, like who we are, what we do and what our stories are and our backgrounds and things. So um, Sana, just to introduce her briefly, um, is a new mum to a, how old is she now? She's 15. Uh, th- um, almost uh, well she's uh, she's just uh, turned one yeah just, yeah she just turned one recently didn't she um so she's a new mom she's a gym owner um and she supports women so she's a women's fitness coach uh, fitness and strength coach and she's based over in the Netherlands so although we're in a similar position we're in totally different spaces and we're in totally different environments so I thought it'd just be really cool to get Sana on and talk about her and her experiences um, and just share some of those stories and see how things are perhaps the same for women and for for mothers in the fitness arena um, but also how they're different as well. So Sana welcome to the Mumstrong podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Helen. Oh it's so cool <laughs> to have you on um, so I'm going to hand over to you and I'm going to just like let you introduce yourself a little bit more tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, thanks so much. Um, well, first of all, English is not my first uh, language, so I might uh, struggle a little bit with some words. Uh, so uh, I apologize. <laughs> um, Don't accept uh, it. Her English is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll try to do as best as I can. Um, yeah, so my name is Sana. I'm 37 years old and I'm uh, co-owner of Breda Strength and Conditioning. And Breda is the town that we live in, the city we live in. Um, so Breda Strength and Conditioning is close to 10 years now. Um, this year is our 10-year anniversary. Wow, so, that's so cool. Um, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, though I haven't been the co-owner for uh, all those 10 years, but I'm, I've been a co-owner for um, uh, over five years now. Okay. So um, is, it, is it with your, your partner? Yes, it's with it? my yeah. husband. Yeah, in, in, indeed. Um, so what we do here is, uh, uh, like I said, we make people physically and mentally stronger and um, we have uh, mostly small group classes. So classes no more than uh, 8 to 12 people, mm-hmm. um, of obviously now with the uh, regulations uh, with the COVID period, um, it's, it's a bit different. Uh, so we have kind of smaller classes. Actually, at this moment, we are in full lockdown mm-hmm. since half December. 
Um, but let's let's just talk about how it regularly goes. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> so you're a so you're not a CrossFit affiliate, but you're like a no. functional fitness strength and conditioning. Exactly. Yes. So strength and conditioning. I don't know how it is in England, but strength and conditioning is in the Netherlands not very well known. Okay. Um, in uh, in America or in the United States, of course, it's very well known. It's um, huge. But yeah. there in yeah, it's amazing and but here in the netherlands we're really fighting for our place uh, or, or explaining people what um uh well what the difference is with other kinds of uh training with the barbell and a kettlebell and stuff like that yeah um but um yeah so that's what we do and um uh, within breda i say uh we have two specialty programs one is uh, Defensive Training Schema, which is um, a Dutch for uh, defense training program. Okay. Uh, which is actually military prep. Uh, so people, uh, military hopefuls who would like to um, uh, get a position uh, within our defense department, we, um, uh, we try to uh, get them physically and mentally ready to start their education and stuff like that. That's cool. um, so that's actually um, uh, the uh, uh, well, the first baby of my husband, uh, <laughs> who has been a former, uh, who, who is a former Marine. And on the other hand, we have strong women, which is actually my 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 little baby. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's uh, a well, it started out as a twelve week program where we. Um, uh, empower women um, we give them more courage and uh, more uh, so they feel more confident in the choices they make and it's based on three pillars uh, one is training obviously because um, we're a training facility mm -hmm. and uh, so we teach them proper techniques and uh, getting strong and we uh, hope we're um, teaching them to learn uh, to love their bodies uh, for what they can do instead of how it looks That's and amazing. how it looks is fine but it's more about what can you do with this body um, and um, uh, making them more feel more confident in their bodies uh, the second pillar is nutrition um, uh, nutrition but but mostly on how to feed your body properly um, towards your goal. So whatever your goal is, um, and of course it can be um, uh, getting a better body composition or whatever, but it can also be getting stronger for your deadlift. You need to feed a certain way uh, for that. Um, but also we focus on um, eating normal stuff. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to say that in English, but just normal food. Just it real food, right? <laughs> real food, normal proportions, um, and uh, no just away from hypes and myths and stuff like that. So have, yes. a, have a really good foundation, um, uh, but also uh, how can your, um, if you have a, a, a partner, um, or a family, how can they join in that healthy lifestyle and nutrition and stuff like that? It's not like they, they eat completely different. I don't want women to eat different than the rest of the family. They should be an example on how to, to nourish your body. Yeah. Um, so training and nutrition is are the first two pillars. And the, sec the third pillar is, uh, is mindset, but combined with lifestyle uh, aspects. So sleep, positive emotions, um, 
uh, stress management, uh, stuff like that. Um, and those three pillars are equally important. Yeah. So there's not one pillar that is uh, a better or bigger than the others. Um, it's, it's really a, a, a yeah, steady foundation for the three of them. That yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah. And one, yeah, so that's the program um, that it started out as um, a 12 week program where you learn all this stuff in and you have this great toolbox at the end of the 12 weeks. And then they can go into the big wide, uh, big, uh, I say the wide world and <laughs> do their thing and stuff like that. But um, uh, a lot of women didn't want to stop training here after those 12 weeks. Um, so uh, the next um, logical step was to have just regular strong women classes. Um, so that's uh, uh, obviously uh, added to the program. Mm -hmm. uh, so they can keep training and keep in contact with the other girls or women that are training in the same group. Uh, and with me guiding them still with nutrition and, and lifestyle and mindset stuff. Um, but also those women might get pregnant or already did have a baby. So I have yeah. a second um, uh, a part or of the strong women division, so to say, uh, which is pre and postnatal coaching and uh, training. So uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of like what we do here. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Like, yeah. I, love, I love the the whole approach. That's something that, yeah. that, that we take very seriously as well. Like yes. we're a training facility and we're going to put you through exercises, but that's not, yeah. that's not the only thing that goes mm -hmm. into having a full, whole healthy life, is it? No, exactly. No. Um, what we say here is what you do, what you do here inside the gym should have an amazing transfer to what you do outside the gym. Yeah, and the other way it goes as well. Exactly, and um, uh, the confidence you gain with the training sessions you do here um, should make you mere, make you feel more confident in choices you make outside the gym. Yeah, or uh, make your life easier, less hard outside the gym. So it should support each other. Although it works the other way around as well, to be honest. Um, you cannot, um, uh, uh, how do you say that, uh, eat like crap and sleep like crap and still expect training will go amazingly. Yeah. So um, yeah, that goes both ways. Definitely, yeah. definitely. So is, is that something that you've always done, like prior to coming no. into this space? Yeah, no, actually, um, uh, well, in this space, um, uh, it, we are now almost two years uh, okay. before we were in a, in a much smaller space. Uh, for everybody who's listening, um, we're now in, we are uh, square meters, uh, say about 900 to 1000 square meters. So that might, I think that's about 10,000 square feet. Yeah, I think something like facility. that. Yeah. And before we were 25% uh, of this. So wow. let's say 3,500 square feet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so, but I didn't do this all. Uh, I, I, like I said, I've been a co-owner uh, for uh, over five years now. Um, and before that, when I was 20, I started out as um, 
uh, a group class instructor, to be honest. Okay. Um, so I did all these high impact uh, Les Mills classes, like body combat, body pump, stuff like that. Uh -huh. um, but it was always a hobby. Um, I did it. Uh, I did take it very seriously, but it was also uh, also always besides my regular job as a, um, a marketing specialist for uh, uh, a sports retailer here in the Netherlands. Okay. Um, so, but but training uh, and and making people feel good about themselves and um, and exercising was all was always. Uh, yeah, something I really, really enjoyed and got a lot of fun out of it. And um, then at a certain point, I uh, I got burned out. Is that how you say that in, yeah. in English as well? Um, so I, I sat at home for uh, four, five, four, four months yeah. um, when I started. Uh, but that was kind of like a time that I uh, was overworked and uh, I took on too much responsibility. I felt too responsible for everything, uh, which, well, got me overflown. Um, and that's actually when I started to think about, hey, what, what is it that I love to do? And how do I want, well, not the rest of my life, but at least the next decades to look. Yeah. Um, and what is it that I, I, yeah, I really enjoy? And that was, um, well, the training part and training and coaching people. Um, so I started uh, to look at education, where which was um, practical but also very evidence-based. Because mm -hmm. I um, I don't like to go uh, go with the hypes and stuff like that. So I really wanted something that was founded and um, um, yeah, like have like how we how we and you um just have our uh, facility it should have a a, a profound foundation mm -hmm. and um uh, so that you can build yeah um so i found that and i did a couple of uh courses and educations and programs and stuff like that and uh i became a nutritionist um uh and also started uh, obviously started uh, training at uh, strength and conditioning mm -hmm. uh, and really loved lifting so uh, I don't really have a specific sport like rugby or football or, or tennis or whatever um, fitness is a sport now yes it? It actually it is yeah, yeah it is it is <laughs> Um, so, but I, I do love lifting and um, uh, that's actually also when uh, the idea of strong women came to mind, uh, my strong women program came to mind uh, that that women who I was teaching or, or who were in my body, uh, body combat classes were like, well, Sana, what, what you're doing with those weights, I would never be able to. And I was like, what? Yeah, you can. But if I can, then you can too. I yeah. was, I used to be afraid of loud noises and getting my hands dirty and stuff like that. I even fell, when I was very little, I fell on my head, be, on my head because I didn't want my hands to get dirty. <laughs> that was like, I was that kind of girl. I was like a girly girl. You sacrifice um, the face just to not get exactly, dirty. Exactly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, if I can do that, 
then you can certainly do it. So yeah. I was like, why don't women believe in themselves? And why do they hold themselves down? And are they afraid to take the next step? Um, and then I was like, well, um, I think I want to be that person for at least some of those women. And if I can help a couple, then I'm already very, very excited. And um, that became more and more. And yeah, and what I love about um, training women um, is that it has such a big impact on everybody around them. Yeah. Because women are, are well, they're like, um, for example, even now in in a time like this um not compared to 50 years ago but um women still uh, run the house and run the family and uh yeah. friendships and stuff like that uh, most of the time not to uh to um um how do you say that uh, bitch around men or something or how to say yeah that, no, uh, the, the, like the negative needle. about men no but yeah. but women still do that so um so if a woman feels better about herself, that transfers to everybody around her. Yeah. Uh, for example, um, a husband or wife or uh, kids or uh, yeah, whatever friends. And has, I think yeah. that's really important. It's just not that person, not just that one person that you're helping, but it's everybody around them. Yeah. Oh, it's really cool. Like to, yeah. to recognize that and to help other, other women to recognize that in the, I mean, I, and I always say that, women because there's a lot of talk about like you can't be anything to anybody else if you're not you know if yeah. you haven't filled yourself up but there's a huge message as well that's saying like you don't have to do something in order to be better for somebody else you can do it just for yourself yeah. but you will see the positive knock-on impact so exactly you know, if, if you want to make those changes within yourself do it for your only yourself exactly yeah but then yeah. enjoy those extra benefits as in you know enjoying time with your family a bit better put more positive relationships and yeah be just yeah. being more capable and and being able yeah. to rely on yourself a lot more absolutely and have more absolutely. confidence in yourself so that's really cool yeah totally totally agree yeah <laughs> so <laughs> what came first then was it your pregnancy or was it your pre and postnatal no actually um uh, a couple of years ago i think it was uh let me see, I think it was already three or four years ago okay. um, uh, that I started my pre and postnatal um, certification course um, at um, uh, Girls Gone Strong. Ah, it's um, school, isn't it? Yeah, it's, really it's amazing. Thing. I still have the books right here. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, but, just check that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but uh, I was thinking I saw these women um, training here and I was like, yeah, so there in the Netherlands, there is not a lot of weight training for um, even, uh, especially back then mm -hmm. uh, for uh, pre and postnatal women. Yeah. And I was like, all the girls that are living here or that are training here at Breda Strength and Conditioning, um, well, not all of, obviously, but some of them, might want to become a mother mm -hmm. they might get pregnant they then what are they going to do yeah. are they going to sit still during their pregnancy and then getting back uh, in the gym after i don't know how long but um what are they going to do they are not going to be happy to do uh, a certain 
pregnancy boot camp or yoga class yeah. because most of the time that is um, not challenging enough for them. Mm-hmm. It's not. Um, it's just not the style of training you enjoy. Oh, exactly. It? No, it's not what or they the enjoy. It's yeah, exactly. Though it's, it, I think it serves a, a very big group of pregnant and uh, postnatal women um, that uh, do benefit from those classes, but not the girls and women that are training here, yeah. uh, because they are used to training with big weights and um really push their limits and obviously you need to adjust uh, some things when you're pregnant and when you're postnatal especially um but that doesn't mean that you're um i don't mean to uh, offend anybody but it doesn't mean that you're disabled Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you should sit still um for nine months and wait till the baby comes and then see what else yeah um so i really wanted to provide training sessions for those uh those women um although at that point nobody was pregnant here and uh, so i <laughs> that was kind of weird because i was doing this course and uh i even got some um uh, people making remarks like hmm sana why are you doing this is this for yourself no 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 no. it's not for me but well maybe in the future but no 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 it's really for for my girls at breath asymptomatic conditioning and my strong women um so that uh that was that was pretty fun to do that and um yeah uh after all uh some people uh, did get pregnant and come to me and that from that on day on then it started to really uh go well and now i kind of have uh, a waiting list for uh, i just have one class i okay. i like to keep my classes small uh-huh. uh, but my pregnancy class is just one class and um yeah six girls in it and um uh, the fun thing about such a small class is that they really connect with each other yeah uh, so they we have this whatsapp group and uh they share um uh, doctor's appointments in it and, uh, <laughs> like oh i i went to uh uh, uh a sonogram uh, how is yeah, it? yeah. Uh, something like yeah um uh and i had a health uh, check and hey girls uh um like this morning uh it was like so what kind of um uh, uh pregnancy pillow do you have uh because i need one and, and so they they, uh, they they talk about everything and um yeah. but i also have uh, uh, uh girls in my mom um yeah i have pregnant and fit and i have mom and fit okay um so my mom and fit is the postnatal uh, class um, and so when they uh, deliver had, uh, had their child born, then they uh, go to the go to the other group. They, they, they uh, just progress. To yeah, the next exactly. One. Yeah. So then there's a spot free in my uh, um, uh, first class, and then the sec- yeah. the next one uh, can come in. So that's that's pretty fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool because those spaces as well. Um, I, I don't know if if it's the same. You experience the same there's a lot of support groups for mums and pregnant mums yeah. and mums and babies and things like that but they all seem to center around either very very low gentle exercise so things like pregnancy yes. yoga classes or yes. walking groups or the yeah. other side they're all baby centric so they're all yeah. um like activity groups for for babies or baby yeah. massage or baby yeah. 
music classes, which is wonderful. But if they're not the kind of women that you enjoy being with, and that's not the kind of environment you want to be in, you still need those connections and you still need those people around you. So to have that in the space where you would be anyway, whether you were pregnant or not, it just it it gives you what what you need without having to then go along to some some classes that you probably potentially might not enjoy being in but you need that connection with other women so it's great to provide that that extra space it's the same here in the netherlands like you said they're really gentle and stuff like that like i said before i really think there's a time and place for a lot of women for for, uh, to do that but not Mm -hmm. women who who are used to training here no. That's it. it's the, the you need options don't you yeah exactly options, yeah the, the alternative options so the kind of things that we do with the strength and conditioning yeah. crossfit kind of training yeah. they're just so limited and yes for us we're, we're just trying to break into that space a little bit more and yeah. as you said there there are so many women already training that way yeah. that just you know to open your door to those women to give them that option is just amazing that's really yes cool yeah yeah totally i have a lot of women who are uh most of my women obviously come from our own classes so our yeah. red conditioning classes um but uh there are also uh, uh some women now coming from uh other parts of uh, Breda and training at another facility or uh, uh used to be training at home and now just because they are pregnant, they want to have more guidance on what yeah. can and what cannot they know what what can they do and what can they not do and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And it's yeah. something that I've I've spoken about quite a few times is that um, because of the the nature of our businesses, we're very personally attached to the people that come yes. into them. So yeah. when someone goes somewhere else, you really feel it personally. You're like, yeah. what have I done yeah. wrong? Why are they yeah. going to those? And for someone who, so I get quite a lot of pregnant um, and postnatal ladies who come from gyms close by, but they come to to me for that time. And I know from the other side of it that their coach is probably thinking, hey, I can, you know, why, where are you going? Why, why are you doing that? Don't go there. I can look after you. And what I've been saying to those coaches is like, let them come let them yeah. get the information that they want and the guidance they need because when they've got that information that support they'll come back to you so yeah. some women will come for a one-off session we'll do a consultation where they'll get that information so that they can go back to yes. the classes that they enjoy or That's amazing. like postnatal like they'll train with me my postnatal ladies stay with me on average about two months because yeah. at, at that point they're like do you know what I am so ready to get back into my normal classes. Yes. And that's amazing. Like, I'm not going to hang yeah. on to your client because, no. because I don't want that for them because that's not way no. what they want. They want to come back to your gym. They want to come back to the classes. They just want to yeah. know that they, they're happy and they're safe and they're comfortable doing so. Exactly. So, but if you, ha- if you try and dissuade them and hang on to them, they, there's a potential that they feel like they're not getting quite the right information and then they might not feel so no. confident in your space. Exactly exactly yeah for the long term it's actually better if they they seek a professional in that kind of period of time because there's already what i see in this uh with with a lot of the women who who, uh, are pregnant there's already so much changing in their body Mm -hmm. that they really um long for um a certain kind of um yeah expertise and 
yeah some ground to stand on like uh, some guidance uh, yeah. through that period of time yeah yeah definitely they want to know that, that you know especially I mean every pregnancy is different but especially for your first pregnancy you, yes. you have no idea you have yeah. absolutely no idea and you can no. you can read and read and read exactly. and, yeah. but until it happens to your body you yeah. you don't know so yeah to have somebody who goes who you can go to and they can say like yeah okay yeah we can deal with that and that's exactly. fine and this is how this goes and that's like just gives yeah. you a bit like oh okay I can yeah. breathe and I can carry on doing what I enjoy so yeah and what I see as well is uh, I don't know how, how you um, experience that, but the girls that or the women that train um, uh, during their pregnancy or postpartum uh, with us, well, especially uh, during their pregnancy, we see them every week. Mm-hmm. So if there is something that is bothering them on their mind, I um, most of the time they come to me to ask, Hey, son, is this correct? Is this correct or whatever? And I always say, <laughs> I always always say, I don't know, but check with your um, oh, how do you say that? Um, the one who guides you through your pregnancy and like also, your midwife or your healthcare. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. So check with her because I don't know. Or if if it is something physical regarding training, then of course I can help them. Yeah. Um, but but just you're, it, there's such a short line. Um, you have such a short um, uh, connection, or how did, uh, I don't say you have a very close connection with the, with all the uh, girls because you see them every week. Yeah. Um, so I know you the person of, in, who's guiding them through the things that they enjoy and they want to do. Yes. So you also need the be, to be the person to point them in the right direction when it's beyond exactly. your scope. So yeah, so yeah. Like, I'm not a medical professional. Go and speak to midwife yeah. or you know that sounds like a job for a physiotherapist yeah. I'm going to yeah. introduce you to one and exactly yeah that point of contact I, don't you yes exactly and a lot of things um uh I don't know how you, how you experience that but the girls here are pretty um um self-dependent they are hmm. um they don't seek help uh very fast uh yeah. so for example um uh, when they are uncertain about something, well, should I uh, uh, call my um, uh, health practitioner uh, or not? Then I'm always like, yes, do that. So I'm more like the person who's who's giving them a confidence that it's not weird to call them. They can yeah. call them every moment. That's what they're there for. Yeah. So don't hesitate and just do it. And I think that's that's something that's really nice to um uh, to be able to uh, uh uh contribute to that so that to yeah. to let them feel the confidence that that they are not bothering somebody to ask questions and so yeah. that they can take care of themselves and their unborn child definitely yeah, yeah definitely like being being in this you know this the fitness industry especially like the strength and conditioning functional fitness side of it the yeah. women who are in it are so strong and so confident yes. and so self-reliant that yeah. it almost becomes a bit of a a struggle to say I don't know what to do here or I'm yeah. I'm, I'm struggling I need some help so yeah. to be that person you know you're the person who's saying put extra 10 kilos on that barbell because you're doing great but you're yeah. also the person to say like hey it's okay to ask help like yeah exactly yeah like, yeah you don't need to wait this out yeah. yeah 
yeah. you don't need to do this by yourself like no. and it doesn't make yeah. you any it doesn't make you weaker it doesn't make you know no. it actually makes you a stronger more confident exactly yeah I tell that all the time it's not the time to be tough no <laughs> it is the time to take care of yourself and you're not tough because you're waiting to ask help <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah. 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 that's really cool um, yeah it's awesome so obviously right now we're in the middle of a pandemic um mm-hmm. gyms have been shut you know you're in a lockdown we're in lockdowns yeah. how has your support for those women looked throughout this time how has that has that changed if you had to do anything different well um obviously we cannot do um uh the uh how do you say that the physical assessments so like checking for diastasis recti or uh something like that so that has changed, obviously. But uh, to be honest, so all our classes are now online. Uh, also, okay. my uh, my uh, strength of my um, uh, pregnancy class and my uh, uh, postnatal uh, postpartum uh, class. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, uh, it's been almost a year now. Yeah. yeah. So almost a year now, and I think I don't know, uh, but you kind of de- like develop the eye. Uh, to see on screen what you would usually see in the gym. Yeah. So obviously it's not the same. And I'd rather have them here in the gym and see them uh, like face to face in real life. Yeah. But you kind of like develop the eye to see like, hey, um, um, uh, I think I see this. Does that feel right? Or, or, or is that correct that I see this? Or how do you feel that? So I... I have a lot more uh, verbal con- uh, communication and yeah. checking up and like, hey, I see this. Is that correct? Or um, does it feel like this and this? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it actually does. Okay, so try this. And then you can help them as well um, uh, during their trainings, and um, which is really fun. And um, at the beginning of the class, we always have like a couple of minutes because most of the girls are uh, a, a uh, like when we started, uh, let's say 10 or something, uh, then they're already uh, five to 10 minutes early to class, which is online. And what fun is actually, um, like uh, you have them all online and when one person is talking, the other person, uh, the other uh, uh, girls are listening. So everybody is hearing everybody's story. Whereas in the gym, um, you probably talk to one girl and the other ones are talking to each other. Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually uh, 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 even better now do, Now doing it online. So they get even more like, oh, how's this going? How's that going? Oh, I, that, that happened to me too. And um, uh, that's, that's really fun to see. But obviously I, I have them, uh, uh, I'd rather have them in, here indoors. Yeah. Um, but it's, but it's, it actually, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. It's different, isn't it? It's, it's really different. Yeah. Um, and it takes, because uh, we're in, this, in the same position that while the gym is closed, the classes are online. Um, yeah. And it's great to be able to offer that service. Yes. Obviously, you've got to approach it, approach it slightly differently. Access to equipment is much, yeah. much more limited. Much more limited. Like yeah. 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 Um, but, and it's, I find, um, 
online classes are more tiring than in-person classes yes true true (laughs) because you've got it's kind of like you sat with an audience rather than in the class you're like like you said people go and talk to each other and you can move around the space and if you want to you can just stand and watch for a while yeah (laughs) you know but online you've got a kind of yeah you're you're in it all the way (laughs) yeah yeah so even though like schedule hasn't changed and actually my job hasn't changed massively I've I've felt it's been a lot more tiring and and the whole the whole situation has hasn't it in that we've had to be really inventive with things we've had to turn things around very quickly with uncertainty as well it's that like we don't know when this is going to end so when there's no end in sight you kind of it's difficult to keep going but um yeah it's to be able to still support the women in that way is 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 incredible and yes. and it just shows as well that even though they're not in the gym space they're not got access to equipment that they would normally have access to they've not got that personal interaction that they normally do no. but they're still yeah. show up to the classes they're still enjoying exactly. them they're still enjoying that interaction yeah. but it's so needed and it's yeah so important in this time of their um of their life yeah. yeah in this huge moment in their life that they're pregnant with their first or second or third yeah. whatever baby yeah exactly. it's really and, and especially in a time where um we're kind of like to ourselves because uh social distancing distancing and yeah. not really visiting other people and um yeah like staying at home and i think it's it's really supportive um for them and for me as well by the way uh to still have these classes and have yeah. connection with the other girls takes yeah. you out of the like reality for a little bit doesn't exactly. it exactly yeah it totally like it's still a little bit normal yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah so it's not so it's not the same uh as as in the class and uh what i hear from them is that they uh although they like having still that hour to train uh with me online mm-hmm. uh, or with each other online um it would have been really nice for them to get out of the house. <laughs> so they really wanted to have that uh, hour uh, to go to the gym, yeah. be away from the house, especially, um, I think that's even more for postpartum women um, yes. who just had their kid and they were, they were like, I just, I just need to leave the house for a minute. I just need to go away from this because otherwise I'm still, I still hear my kid crying. And yeah, you still I'm, see the, all the, all the laundry that needs exactly, doing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I can't wait to have them back here, but yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm glad we still can do something at least. Yeah. 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 So with your, um your training and your qualifications and the kind of support that you're already offering how did that help you through your own pregnancy how did you help you approach that yeah so um I think I'm one of the lucky girls who had a really really good pregnancy though I was really tired from week nine to about week 18 mm-hmm. uh, I was exhausted um, but that might also have to do with the fact that we were transferring to this uh, to this uh, new, oh, <laughs> new <okay>. facility. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that might have been uh, uh, had something to do with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, other than that, I felt really great. So after about when I was 18, to, uh, 19 weeks uh, in my pregnancy. Um, uh, 
I started training again. Uh, mm -hmm. That went really well. Actually, um, I uh, even when I was at 38, 39, 40 weeks pregnant, I still felt like, I, well, give me just another five or 10 weeks of this pregnancy and I'll be fine. And yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I, obviously, I did have some. Uh, it's not all... Uh, um, uh, uh, unicorns and fairy tales and stuff like that but uh, <laughs> but overall it wasn't it wasn't bad at all um though i did have uh so i i i could do my training sessions um yeah i think even a week before i was due okay um and felt really well and even not uh of Obviously, I did adjust some trainings or exercises, but most of the time I was able to participate in the regular classes. Um, uh, so not even the, the pregnancy classes, but the regular classes. And even we have the hardest workout on Friday, which is our FYF. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if I can say that. I think <laughs> what we can means, probably but guess. I think you can know. Yeah. Um, so it's a Friday <laughs> workout, which is the end of the week. And I was even able to do that um, um, well, at a little bit less high intensity, but I was still able to manage uh, to do some of them uh, at the end of my pregnancy. Um, but then um, my uh, uh, labor came and mm. that was not so fun. No. <laughs> because I had, a, <laughs> I had a really hard and uh, intense, uh, a long and intense labor. Okay. Um, that, was, that was pretty... Um, how do you say that? Uh, not what I had hoped for and not what I had expected because my yeah. mom was a very good, uh, 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 how do you say it, giving, uh, very good at giving birth. <laughs> uh, she had four, uh, she has four daughters mm -hmm. and I was, I'm the oldest and she did, uh, I was there in only four hours. Wow. So I didn't expect to have a, a labor of 22 hours, which is Gosh. kind of like different, but uh, in the end, it, it, uh, I had a perfectly healthy baby girl, which um, uh, everything they say is true, that you, um, how do you say it, forget about everything that happened as soon as you have that little worm on your yeah. chest. Um, I don't know how do you how you felt about it, but... Yeah, um, you, yeah, you forget how the last two or three days have gone, don't you? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Just for a moment, anyway. At least for a moment, yeah. Um, and I felt really fit afterwards. I, I got back into, um, uh, yeah, so I had to stay in the hospital for two days. But after that, I got home mm -hmm. uh, or we got home. And I was actually running around the house two, three days postpartum. Um, and my midwife actually uh, called me back like, hey, maybe you can stand up a little bit little bit more relaxed out of your bed and maybe you can walk a little slower oh, okay. just take it a little bit easier <laughs> a little bit more easy because uh and and that's a phrase i really like to use a lot at, uh, right now just because you can doesn't mean it's a good idea mm. um because especially three days postpartum and uh, you really really need to take it slow yeah. I, 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 right now i um i tell my girls uh, my pregnant uh, girls to li lay down for one week after they uh, gave labor just to 
to give them and their body the time to get back into yeah so how they how it used to be well it might not go all the way back to how it used to be but as uh, give it give it some time to um uh, get better to, yeah definitely and uh, i think you're yeah. right in that like those early days when you're up and about and you're like okay I feel great I can I can yeah. move I did the same and I was like I, I feel okay I'm gonna get out I'm gonna move around yeah. and things like that and then a few weeks down the line that kind of that's when it it has the yeah. impact of yes okay the sleep deprivation is settled in exactly. like the healing is still happening yeah maybe if I'd have just rested a little bit more at the beginning right now wouldn't be so hard Absolutely. and it does Absolutely. it does it, it has an, an effect later down the line but in that moment you're like hmm, yeah. it's okay so yeah. and it's difficult to um to say sometimes that to, to women in that like I know you feel good but you yeah. need to rest because at the same time yeah. it's their decision and it's their Absolutely. body and they only Absolutely. they know how their body feels yeah but as as you know coaches of these women in that in that field it's also our duty to give them the other side and, and to say yes. like, look, here are your options. Yeah. Your options are get up and do what you feel and, and just take it as yeah. it comes. And But if you feel like later down the line, you'll regret this, yeah. then here's another option. Yeah. Like, here's another exactly. option. How about you just sit on your bum and enjoy not doing anything yes. for a week or so and enjoy yes. letting everybody else Exactly. Whenever there is a time to do nothing and have all the help uh, that you can get, this yeah. is the time. <laughs> yeah, I said to my husband, when we have our next baby, I am staying in bed for a month. Yes, You're going to look exactly. after the boys. Everybody yeah. else is doing nothing else. I'm not moving for a month. To deal no. With it. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. It <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's also how, um, uh, how I think more women can think and uh, um, how they, how to say that, um, they, they should be giving that to, that to themselves. They should be, yeah. yeah and it's like, difficult to do that, isn't it? Especially absolutely. as you were saying before, the the role of women in society is still yes. yeah, it's getting better, um, absolutely, and it is changing. But it's it, we're still the homemakers, and the, we're still the ones that that take responsibility for everything. So yes. and especially if you've already got children, to take yeah. that mindset of like. I'm just looking uh -huh. after myself right now it's, yeah it's hard it yeah it's super hard. hard yeah absolutely Really guilty so yeah but I think we like that from uh, at a certain point I don't well obviously there are different opinions about it but I think a lot of women also like to be um the one who are, who who makes everything work and and arrange everything and because we yeah. are we we can be a little bit headstrong, right? <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> but just let's just leave it with that. Yeah. Um, yeah so um, um, what you were asking about my my uh, training and how to come back after? Um, yeah. So how did it go like so, postnatally then? Because obviously, yeah, I, we we heard some of your story on the the female yes. athlete course, yeah. and we saw some of your story yeah. as well as your journey which is incredible but yeah. did you have any um feelings or opinions or thoughts about how it would go going into it that, that yes so I played thought, into that yeah I thought it would be fairly easy because I had uh, a fairly 
well, good pregnancy. I felt fit even after, even at 40 weeks pregnant, I was still like, yeah, give me another five or 10 weeks and I'll be fine. So I didn't expect to, um, uh, to be thrown back so much, even though I've seen it with, uh, a lot of women that I help, of course. Um, but still you think, especially since I'm a coach and I'm physically fit and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, well, I can do, I can do anything again. And pregnancy and labor don't care. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's nothing. That's got nothing on me. (laughs) Um, But obviously I was wrong. Um, uh, Well, not obviously, but I was, I was just, uh, I was having a, a, like I said, my, my labor was, um, was, was long and intense. Mm -hmm. Um, And I tell all my girls to visit, visit an, um, a women's health physiotherapist. Is that how you said it? Mm -hmm. Or pelvic floor physiotherapist. Yeah. Uh, Just to have an internal check on how things are healing. Um, so I did that as well at seven weeks postpartum, um, and I felt fine. And I, I was under the, uh, under the assumption that, um, uh, uh, well, I would go there and she would say, oh, Sana, that looks great. And yeah, you go train again and I'll take it easy. But he, yeah, you, you have every green light to, to do some stuff again. Um, and I, uh, when I stepped out of her um uh office or or how do you say that her her room yeah i was diagnosed uh, a state street prolapse and that was devastating that was i i totally lost confidence in my body because i did not pick up the signals my body was giving even though I am talking with my pregnant women and my postpartum women about that all the time and all the symptoms that you can get. And I had not felt that. You can be asymptomatic. You can be without. Yes, exactly. That is even possible. But when I was diagnosed with that, that that was the time that I was like, uh, then I, for example, I was doing laundry and I was like, oh yes, I do feel it how could I have missed this? That's, so I was kind of like, yeah, I kind of like lost confidence in my body because I didn't recognize the symptoms. Um, And uh, from that day on, I I started working with my uh, uh, women's health uh, physiotherapist um, on my uh, pelvic floor and making that stronger. And I was uh, spending a lot of time horizontally uh, because of um, how do you say that uh, all the, I see is, is it ligaments or something that that needs to be pulled back and okay try to heal and stuff like that yeah so, just to move um, things back up to where they exactly because <laughs> they the first be. 12 weeks your body can do so much so I was that's why I say go to a physiotherapist or a pelvic floor physiotherapist at about six seven weeks postpartum because uh-huh. Then you, then there's so much still possible, and so yes. we went uh, to work with that. We, I went to work with her for three or four months, and actually after one or two months, she already said, "Well, 
you're good to go. Um, um, but but I had lost confidence, so I didn't want to let go. And I, I went I to visit her a couple of more times just to make sure that everything was right. And eventually I, um, um, I, I got to bring back my prolapse to stage two, which Great. was pretty awesome. Um, and then I started picking up my training sessions again. I was then, I think, five, six months postpartum. Mm -hmm. um, so that was last summer, actually. And, um, and things went really well. Um, I, I was able to participate in, in our regular classes even. Um, I felt good with my pelvic floor, um, felt confident. Squats were going great. It was doing squat, uh, goblet squats and kettlebell swings with 20 and 24 kilo kettlebell. Um, so yeah, that was, that was pretty awesome. Um, and then the uh, programming um, uh, got, uh, how do you say that, switched to uh, deadlifts. Mm -hmm. Well, I was um, um, excited because deadlifts are my favorite. <laughs> so I started warming up for my deadlift and it was only uh, 30 kilos. So that's, that's uh, about 66 um, LBS uh, pounds, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, we work in kilos, so. Oh, you work in oh, kilos? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You do all kinds of stuff. You do. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're like you have distant. Feet and <laughs> oh, it's crazy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, in the so, gym, we're all about the kilos. <laughs> okay, that's perfect. That's easy. So I was about 30 kilos warming up, and um, I used to have a double body weight deadlift at uh, 130 kilos. So 30 kilos is nothing uh, for me, but uh, when I was warming up, I felt my products again, and I felt this like kind of like air bubble feeling in my vagina, and mm -hmm. that was like that was like shocking. Now I wasn't able to get rid of that feeling. I wasn't able to change that exercise to not feel my prolapse. So I I shocked. I was shocked and. It felt like my body um, let me down again. Um, so I kind of lost confidence in my body again uh, because I thought everything was going well and there it was again. And I wasn't able to change it. And um, I was very much afraid to make it worse because I, am, uh, I don't have any symptoms. Uh, so no... Uh, um, uh, stress-induced, uh, sorry, stress urinary, urinary uh, incontinence uh -huh. or pain or whatever. So I'm pretty good with my pelvic floor, uh, with my prolapse. So it's not really bothering me, yeah. but I don't want it to bother me in the future as well. Yeah. So I was really afraid to make it worse. And that actually kind of like paralyzed me. Uh, so I stopped training again. I didn't touch a barbell. Uh, from that point on, I didn't touch a barbell. Um, well, actually, until our uh, um, course, our female athlete course. Yeah, was that, that was about four low. months, wasn't it? That's four months. Yeah. So wow. I went, I, I, even as a coach, which, which I, um, how do you say that? Uh, well, it's not like I'm ashamed of it, but I'm like, yeah, like, what an example are you? So yeah. you're just this happens and do you just do nothing? What do you tell your clients? Mm -hmm. To just take baby steps, baby steps, uh, find some help, stuff like that. And I did none of that. So um, eventually uh, uh, um, uh, at the female athlete course, 
um, we learned a lot of stuff on how to do things differently. Um, and that even and think about things differently as well was it so i think exactly the thing with you was was challenging what that feeling meant so that air bubble exactly. that you felt you yes. were challenged to say like well what what did that mean like yes. okay you felt you prolapsed but yeah what what does that what mean? does that mean yeah so in the end um uh what i was doing um uh well we had well just to, to just to explain to everybody's listening mm -hmm. what happened is that um when i was training and i feel my prolapse i try to tense it even more so i try to tense my um pelvic floor just to lift everything because mm -hmm. then that should feel better or something but it didn't it feel, felt worse so i actually tried to relax my pelvic floor and try to lift it again uh, under the eyes and uh, of anthony Lowe, of course and all the women uh, who were <laughs> yeah, still attending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, and I got to lift the 30 or 35 kilos um, without any feeling of my prolapse. And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> How is this possible? So I need to relax in order to, and I got, that got into my head like, yeah, well, actually, that makes sense because you're not lifting that barbell with um, with your pelvic floor. You're you're lifting it with your with your legs, with your hands, with your with the rest of your body. That is that should be tensed. Your pelvic floor can be tensed for some people, but for some people not. And it's just it makes it sense just as depends. to why you would feel it as well. So exactly like if, you, like if you put your finger in your hand and you hold it yes. gently, you can just about feel it. You squeeze yeah. it harder you can really feel your finger feel exactly like so. yeah that's that's an amazing uh, uh comparison yeah that's that's yeah that's exactly how it is uh for me at, um uh, let me say that um so yeah, for somebody else it can be something that, else exactly that your pelvic floor um, was failing you it was that it was just a just a feeling yes yes exactly so yes and it didn't say anything else but at that point uh before that i didn't know that and um, well, that's just about uh, what we learn as well, experience over knowledge. Yeah. Uh, experience is so much um, um, uh, stronger, uh, mm -hmm. so much better than, than just, uh, just the knowledge. Just that's, yeah. yeah, that's just it. So I got some homework and tried to do that as well. And um, uh, the day after I tried to lift and I got up to five uh, sets of five and 75 kilos. Yeah. So I was say. pretty amazed. Yeah. And then the weekend after <laughs> that, we got to do our 1RM. <laughs> we did. And the reason why I'm laughing is because Sana had huge maths issues. So, <laughs> like the watching your emotional roller coaster lifting those barbells so sana yeah. was like she was like all hyped and pumped because she was like gonna lift a weight that she hadn't touched for so long and she was like that's amazing and she'd done it and then she came back she was like upset because oh no she'd calculated it wrong and it wasn't as much as she thought she had and then she <laughs> oh missed it and then we got she had to have a moment and then and then and then you made it and it was like, oh yeah, okay, you feel better. And then you came back at the end of that session and you're like, <laughs> what happened? Tell us. 
<laughs> yeah, so I, I miscalculated uh, the first time and I was like, yeah, okay, so I should be able to do this, but I can't and I was bummed and yeah. then I did it so again. So you thought it was and, like and it 95 and it, and, and yeah, it wasn't, you were like, like oh, it's just 90. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, so I am going to try the 95 as well and then try to do it. And, and that worked. So I did lift the 95 and then I calculated again and the 95 wasn't 95. It was 110. <laughs> so that was like, what the hell did just happen? I I cannot even get to it with my mind. It was yeah, it was that, that was yeah. so weird. That is only 30 kilos from my personal vest. That's that's like uh, 20 kilos. So yeah. that's that's yeah, but when, be, when, I reckon if, if we did like loaded that barbell and said, okay, Sandra, this is 110 kilos, you would not have shifted that off the floor. You'd no. have just been like, uh, yeah. no. But uh, the fact you were like, hey, yeah. I've just missed a, what should be a pretty light weight for my body. Yeah. And yeah. you went out and you were like, I'm not letting this go. Like we watched you walk, because this was all online as well. We was over a Zoom call <laughs> yeah. and we saw you miss it. And it was because your grip gave out as well. And we were all like, yes. oh, no, it's just your yes. hands. And you had to, like, you walked off screen and we were all like, oh, yeah. just waiting. And then you came back on, like you, we felt, the floor vibrate with how much purpose you had walking back to that barbell. You were like, uh-uh, this is not uh-uh. happening. No, and we were like, this I'm glad. Is mine. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of glad I'm not in the room with her because <laughs> Jesus, this is scary. And you were like, I'm having this. And you did it. And you were just like, it was kind of like you could see it with you at that moment, you were just like, mm, redemption did it and then yeah. when it when you realized that it was actually 15 kilos heavier than you anticipated it's like the sheer joy was just like it was so cool to watch but yeah also yeah, very funny so like it was mass so era. much fun to have you guys all around it it was yeah that was that was amazing and then you can see what your what your body is actually capable of yeah you know so the it's mind- so valuable having those two sides and it's like Absolutely. the experience of feeling that yes. but then also that because there'll be times I, I'm sure in your future where you're going to have those same feelings and those same sensations yeah, totally. but now you know what they mean yes and absolutely. you know that yeah. I can feel it I just need yeah. to just change something yeah. up a little bit and my body's good exactly. to go exactly yeah exactly and um uh, uh to be really clear about it I don't advise anybody to to go from 30 to 110 kilos uh in one week but no, you had a lot of support you just, were like yeah had loads exactly. of coaches physios and then Anthony exactly and the fact too. that yeah exactly and the fact that my grip gave out that was well what do you think that happens if you haven't lifted because I didn't deadlift for I think well over a year yeah. I, I think I def, uh, especially not that weight. I, I didn't go over body weight when I was pregnant. I was uh, up to body weight and that was that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I hadn't lifted over body weight, I think in one and a half or even more years. So that was, that was, yeah, obviously your grip is good giving out on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then yeah. you need to train again and go back to, um, go back to uh, a, a good training um uh, programming yeah and uh try to get stronger again and work yeah. from that so, and then take steps again and progressive overload and stuff like that's that. it absolutely you know yeah. checking with where you're at and then exactly and make yeah, adjustments you exactly. need so it's been a few weeks since that happened yes how's training looking for you now 
Well, um, uh, it's good actually. It's going up and down. Uh, training sessions are are going uh, well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do feel some days. Uh, st- I do still feel my prolapse some days, um, and that those days are mostly the days that. I've just done a little bit too much or yeah. I'm just not good tired, at my, yeah. And, and with, um, um, what happens with women is that our, uh, physical capacity changes from day to day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So our, our, our cycle has a huge impact on exactly. On exactly. So what you can do yesterday doesn't mean that you can do it today. And that's really, what I got to learn uh, that that you that you need to listen to your body and yeah. tell you, okay, so today today is not my day to lift really heavy, so I'm going to focus on moving around and lifting the barbell, but not not going as as I'm not going I'm going to push as hard as I would do on another day. Yeah. Um, so I have because like, you've got the confidence to know that those days exactly. will come back. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, exactly. And that's what actually, what actually uh, I should have um, experienced when I, uh, sorry, let me rephrase that. Um, so that's actually what happened then uh, uh, last summer when I felt my prolapse and I was like, oh no, I shouldn't be doing this. And this is all wrong. Um, that might have just been a day that I wasn't really feeling it I wasn't having the energy or um, the day to lift heavy or even lift at all maybe that was just a good day for walking or stuff like that yeah and maybe if I had tried it another day nothing would have happened and that's something that I uh, I am much more confident about right now and I am though I can still push myself really hard I am softer for myself on the days that oh. are just less um yeah I have less energy or so when good. alien yeah when alien has a, a rough night and I have a rough yeah night. or you spent all day <laughs> carrying her around pushing her exactly down and, yeah, yeah so last week she had uh, uh she was she was uh, ill and she had a fever of 40 degrees uh, oh. and it was it was bad so yeah those that wasn't my best week for training sessions at all but um now she's better and i'm i'm getting right into it so yeah yeah, yeah. things are better now good. and like i said it's it's good uh for yourself to just to look at where how do i feel today okay then i'm going to expect that from me today yeah and i'm if i feel like a six on a scale of, of 10 i'm not going to expect to to be giving an eight in my training sessions. I'm yeah. going to adjust my training session to that six. And yeah. that's, that's yeah, that's, I think that's, that's a really for everybody. Good thinking about it, yeah. I like that. Cool. Uh, so how has um, that had an impact on how you support the women that you do then? Has it had an impact? Absolutely. So uh, you mean my training sessions or my uh, the fact that I'm a mom now and gave labor and stuff like that? Or Well, all of all that of plus the experience yeah. that you've had obviously on, on the course yeah. and and the yeah. your journey with that so my what my pregnancy and my labor and postpartum uh, period did for my coaching is that i i already have an immense respect for 
women and what they can do with their bodies and stuff like that. But since then, I even have a greater respect for for yeah, all the right. women out there. <laughs> um, and and to be honest, not just uh, the the women who gave birth, but all women in general, yeah. um, because we are so resilient. Uh, we can handle uh, a lot over uh, well most of the time <laughs> yeah and um we are really strong and i think that's that's great to see and what else uh, what else uh, changed um well i i already i always i've always um approached my clients um uh, male and female with the with the um they say that the scale from one to ten so how do you feel today so that's how we're going to work but that might might even um uh, be more applicable now mm -hmm. than it used to be i have much more feeling with it because it can change from day to day especially with women especially since i've i'm now focusing only on women uh, doesn't mean I have no male clients. Doesn't mean that, but my focus is on on the female clients. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I think that's that's a really big impact. And also, what um, what I what also changed is that, like you said before, you can be asymptomatic and still have some underlying conditions. Yeah. And or you can just like me think that there's nothing wrong. Yeah. and then be assessed and then well i wouldn't say there's something wrong because that gives such a negative impact uh, negative just something um, that you've not been aware of that exactly, needs exactly a detailed approach yeah exactly and you need to go uh, have a different programming or need yeah. to keep that in mind and um and get in contact with your body as well yeah Definitely. but also from the other side as you've experienced as well that perhaps not all feelings mean something exactly or exactly not, they don't all mean what you think they might exactly so, yeah. yeah yeah it's being able to experience both sides of that as in like the seemingly unaware to the hyper aware yeah it, yeah absolutely it's, what's more yeah. important is that you you figure out what they are and don't exactly. just assume um, no no yeah, and sometimes and it can just be there and not have an impact on everything you do and it's just there it's it's just a, a given fact of a feeling and it doesn't have anything to do with the training session or or whatever and so you just can move on yeah for example yeah definitely yeah. definitely i had um yeah. just a, a little anecdote in yeah. relation to that so i have a I have a, a grade one prolapse. It was a grade two. Um, yeah. And I remember working with my physiotherapist and I had the same issue, like with deadlifts, I could really, really feel it and it was really bothering me. Um, and we worked with worked through it and I got like a really progress and it was feeling really good. But then there were times when I was just like, I can still feel it. Like yes. I know that it doesn't mean anything, but I can still feel it and it bothers me. And then I was there was one training session and I was just like, this is annoying me. And as I was thinking about it, I just went and pulled like a wedgie out. So like my, my underwear had gone up my bum and I pulled it out. And then I went and did another deadlift and the feeling wasn't there. And I was like, so all this time I'm thinking like, I can really feel my prolapse when all that was happening is that my knickers were too far up my bum. 
That's amazing. <laughs> because I was so hyper aware of feeling in that area yes. that I was like, it, that's it. It's my prolapse. It's bothering me. And it wasn't. I just needed to change what yes. underwear I was wearing while I was changing. That is it. so like, funny. <laughs> like, oh, okay, no, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, if everything was that easy, that that exactly, would solve yeah. a lot of things. But that's amazing. Yeah. But it's just one of the, it's one of those other experiences when when you're working with a client and they're like, oh, I yeah. can really feel it today, and I'm like, yes. what underwear are you wearing? Yeah. I know it's a strange question, but what underwear have you got on? <laughs> That's something I I am going to remember that, and I'm going to check that next time that I feel it. If if, if it's my underwear that is bothering yeah. me, <laughs> that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that. Like, what does this feeling mean? Oh, it just means that my knickers are up my bum. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, and like, um, yeah, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to really wanted to get on the podcast as well because it's we talk a lot about so previously in the the episodes that we had and the the people that we've had on the podcast on the ways that I've spoke is we've kind of gone for the the client's perspective and their experience or I've talked from a coach's perspective in terms of knowledge and I feel like this was a really good marriage of the two like being able to put so we we've got the qualifications we've got the knowledge but we've also had the all those experiences we've had the experience of being pregnant of giving birth of recovering postnatally of dealing with things like um prolapse and um that kind of recovery and to to marry the two yes experience is amazing but if you've got the knowledge to back it up then it just creates this whole world of of positivity and progress um So it was really cool to be able to speak to you and and to put those two things together and see how you you've managed to put those two things together and how that's affected not just you but also affects your clients as well and how important a marriage that is yeah thanks so much I I really enjoyed it yeah and I was I was happy to yeah to shine my light on this or um yeah to give both perspectives and I yeah well I I think it's uh good if you have uh I, I think how do you say that? Um, I think it's good to have both perspectives, uh, though it doesn't mean that um, if you never have experienced something that your clients have experienced, that it doesn't mean that you're not a good coach at all. That doesn't mean it at all. Uh, but sometimes when you do experience some things that your client has exper- uh, is experiencing, it does help to it put does. things in perspective. Yeah. And just to empathize it, as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And also what I, what I um, uh, found with my, what I try to do with my clients is to be really, really extremely open mm-hmm. about what's happening uh, with me, but also with them. Yeah. Um, there is no subject that is off the table. Yeah. All subjects are on the table and I, I don't mind talking about whatever. So yeah. uh, stress urinary incontinency, uh, pelvic prolapse, um, uh, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever. It, uh, um, uh, uh, for example, what nobody ever talks about is shitting yourself when going into labor, <laughs> for example. <laughs> you know, everything is on the table. And I think yeah. we should talk about all that stuff because it makes people... Uh, especially women more confident about 
what is possible and you are not alone. Yeah. You are not alone. What you are experiencing, there are a lot of women that experience the same thing. Yeah. You, you, you need to talk about it. And um, the more open that we as coaches are about stuff, then uh, the more um, safe our clients yeah. feel to talk about their things. And the more likely they are to get the help that they need as well. Exactly. Yeah, that's we'll it. That's it. the, that's the consequence of it, of being open about it and getting the help uh, that they need. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So where can we find you online? Yeah. So um, I, uh, if you want to reach out to me, it's, I think it's best to, to look me up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my um, handle is uh, sanna.bominaar. Uh, I think you can sign up, you can write that something down. Uh, yeah. In the, in the notes for the, um, the podcast, yeah, awesome. I'll, I'll link yeah, them all. So there. you can also shoot me an email, uh, sanna at Brita SC, uh, dot com um is my email address or look me up on facebook sana brand bominar cool um, you have um, an instagram for the strong women as well don't you yes exactly uh it's strong.women.nl cool yeah, yeah. cool so we can see uh, the, or, the work the amazing work that you're doing with the, the women yeah i'm not really active on social media because when i'm training i'm mostly working with my clients and yes. <laughs> not doing yes. anything else. our job so is I not always, to film what they're doing I, it's to coach I what they're forgot, doing <laughs> i forget it all the time <laughs> yeah so, no i'm the same like be, yeah you'll you'll never or very 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 rarely see videos or photos of my clients yes. training because i'm yeah. coaching them I'm exactly them yeah <laughs> exactly doing my job or you see it a day later so i might snap yeah. one picture okay girls uh, look good okay good and <laughs> yeah. keep working keep working click and then a few days later, oh yeah, yeah. this happened. <laughs> yeah, I always definitely. forget. My it's husband cool is way better with that. <laughs> <laughs> he is doing the Breda Strength and Conditioning uh, 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 Instagram, okay. uh, which has is has much more uh, um, things uh, on it, so it's much more um, uh, visible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's cool to know where we can we can get in touch with you and and to totally. find a little bit more about you i know that particularly on your personal one there's some of the your personal journey as well like with the deadlifts and things that you shared exactly. so if anybody wants yeah. to see sana <laughs> accidentally deadlifting 110 kilos the videos yeah. on there you should go and see it exactly <laughs> awesome okay so um Mumstrong handles as always on instagram we are at mumstrong.movement you can find me at coach helen gatt we're on facebook mumstrong movement and we have a private members group as well which is mumstrong movement group i think uh if you just search mom strong movement on facebook you'll find us on there where there's a website as well which is www.momstrong.co.uk where you can see um a bit more information about what we do and um, find links to all the different things that we do um and get in touch as well um as i mentioned for the podcast we'll put all of Sana's um, contact details in the notes so you can go and check her out and get in touch with her if you want to um and yeah that's i think that's it for this episode it's been so so lovely to have you on sana thank you it was for, so for great to, to talk this. to you um, thanks so much as promised sana's english was impeccable um she was really <laughs> nervous about this but she's <laughs> it's, it's true thanks yeah but she, i was nervous yeah. <laughs> she needn't have been so that's all for now thank you so much everybody for listening um don't forget to share this and just to subscribe and let us know what you think of the podcast it really really helps
All right. Cool. So I'll speak to you next time, guys. Bye.